When wishes were horses and beggars could ride, in a stone castle by the sea there lived a rich land. How am I supposed to choose? There are so many. And so he left the trail, and he followed the sound of the music. I am the goat from the hills and the mountains. And when I have finished eating these herbs and these vegetables, then I shall eat you, too. Once upon a time, and welcome to the Story Story Podcast. I am your host, Isabel Hauser, and I have some stories for you. This is a podcast to hear traditional stories told by some of the best storytellers in the world. It will take you to long ago and far away, and will bring you back safely. I hope you all had a wonderful summer break and I'm so happy to be back to share more stories with you and also to tell you about a special experience I had during the last month. It was the night of the full moon, a sultry night which found me lying in bed with the windows wide open, unable to fall asleep. From my bed I can see the mountain behind my village And on that particular night, I could watch the full moon rise from behind it. First, her glow touched the tips of the trees to silver, and then she flooded my bedroom with iridescence as she rose above the crest into the jet black sky. I was mesmerized, literally bathing in moonlight on this warm summer's night. The moon was particularly bright that night, and sleep was not an option, not until she left the frame of my window on her journey through the sky. Then at last, sleep gently gathered me in his arms and carried me off to the land of dreams. And what a dream I had. In my dream, I was standing on my balcony looking out onto the lake. The moon was close to completing her journey across our nighttime sky, already sinking towards the horizon, casting a trail of golden light across the water. And walking or floating towards me on that trail was the figure of a woman, clad in fine fabric that gently billowed in the nightly breeze. She stopped only a few feet away from me, and from the folds of her dress she produced a cylindric glass bottle, no larger than my outstretched hand. With this, you can make the wishes of others come true. Use it wisely. Her voice was the sweetest sound in the quiet of the night. Reverently, I accepted the gift, and with a gentle breeze, the woman was gone, and I woke up. I woke up, and still in my hand, there was the glass bottle. The first teller for this episode is Jamie Olivero. Jamie is a storyteller and arts and education specialist who has been performing for over 25 years. He lives in a small rural community outside Winnipeg, where there is a large indigenous population. In this episode, he shares a tale which is influenced by Native American folktales, but does not hail from any specific tribe. So here is Jamie Olivero telling Fishskin. Greetings, Story Story podcasters. This is Jamie Olivero, 
with a story that has its roots in the indigenous First Nations of the Canadian prairies and the woodlands, where once, long ago, it was hot. It's hot, so hot, feels like the sky's on fire. It's hot, so hot, the sky is burning down. There was a time when it was that hot. It was so hot that all the creatures were starting to suffer and get weak from the heat. Beaver was so weak that when he tried to lift his tail out of the water to slap it down, <gasps> that was the best he could do. And Wolf was so hot, her throat was so dried out that when she tried to howl, that was the best she could do. And Turtle, poor Turtle. Turtle's shell used to be smooth as glass on top. But now, because of all that heat, Turtle started getting all these cracks in his shell. Crick, crack. Oh, my back. It was so hot that people's shadows were melting behind them on the ground. Oh, no, shadows! And it was so hot that everyone was singing the same sad song. It's hot, so hot, feels like the sky's on fire. It's hot, so hot. The sky is burning down. Now, in the middle of all this heat, there was a little boy who lived with his granny. And every day he watched his granny and the creatures and all the people around him getting weaker and weaker because of the heat. And he knew that something had to happen and soon or else they would die. And then it occurred to him that what they needed was rain. Rain! Rain could cool everything off, but how could he get rain? And then he had an idea. You see, his granny told him stories, just the way I'm telling you this story. And his granny told him that in the woods lived Wissakajak, great and powerful spirit. And a boy thought to himself, Wissakri Jack, great and powerful spirit, has magic powers. Maybe if I find Wissakri Jack, Wissakri Jack can use those magic powers to make it rain. But children weren't allowed out in the woods by themselves. He had to wait till everyone was asleep. And then he got up and he tiptoed into the forest. But he'd never been in the woods at night by himself, through the shadows, and every time he heard a sound, <laughs> pretty soon his little heart was going, and finally he couldn't go any further. So he found a great oak tree, and he hunkered down next to it, and after a time he fell into a troubled sleep. But as soon as he fell asleep, out from the shadows of the forest stepped Wissakajak, great and powerful spirit. Wissakajak 
put a hand on the boy's head and knew exactly what the boy wanted, what he needed, what all the creatures needed. So Wisakajak, great and powerful spirit, reached into a medicine pouch and pulled out something all rolled up. And when it was unrolled, it was the skin of a fish, as smooth and soft as leather. Setting it down in front of the sleeping boy, Wisakajak smiled, stepped back into the shadows, and poof, disappeared. A little while later, the boy woke up, and when he looked down, there was this fish skin lying on the ground. It hadn't been there when he went to sleep, but it didn't seem to belong to anyone. So he picked it up, and, and when he picked it up, it felt all tingly in his fingers, and he got a crazy idea. He decided to try it on. So he pulled, and it stretched, and he pulled, and it stretched, and he pulled, and it stretched until he got it up and over the top of his head, and... Woo-wee. Now not only did he look like a fish, he had fish power. He dove down into a nearby stream, and now because of the fish skin, he could swim like a fish. He could breathe underwater like a fish. He could drink like a fish. So he drank, and he drank, and he drank, and the more he drank, the bigger and bigger he got, until he was absolutely huge. And then he swam up to the surface, stuck his head out of the water, pulled back his great big fishy lips, and... He blew out all that water so high, it bounced off the sky, and came down like rain. And as soon as it started to rain, everyone was so happy. Beaver was slapping his tail in every puddle he could find. And Wolf let the water run down her throat so she could how with joy. And that little boy, he ran and got his granny. And pretty soon they were dancing in rain and singing in rain. And everybody was happy. Oh, except for poor Turtle. You know how slow a turtle is. By the time turtle got out there, the the rain had stopped. And that's why to this day, turtle still got those cracks in his shell. And if you put your head down close sometimes, you can still hear him moan softly to himself. Crick, crack, oh my back. The fairy tale sponsor for this episode is Ugly Duckling Transformation Services. Do you feel like there is a beautiful swan inside of you just dying to come out? Fret no more and book an appointment at Ugly Duckling Transformation Services. We offer support in every part of life. Does your house feel more like a pigsty rather than the royal palace you deserve? Our fabulous interior designers can't wait to transform your space. Do you feel like Cinderella, but way before the ball? Contact our personal shoppers and stylists to bring out your most beautiful self. Are your career and or personal relationships stuck in a rut? Our certified career and life coaches are happy to help you tap into your resources so you can realize your full potential. Wait no longer to live your best life and claim your first step towards bliss now. The first appointment is free. 
Ugly Duckling Transformation Services. Let's bring out the best in every part of you. The patrons for this episode are Carrie and her children, Demos and Willa. Not only are they patrons of the arts and generous supporters of the podcast, but they also possess magical abilities. Carrie can soothe any pain with the sound of her voice alone. So whether you've just bitten your tongue or had your heart shattered, merely hearing her ordering food at a restaurant or humming a tune under her breath as she walks along the street will make you feel better. Her seven-year-old son Demos loves nature and is great at building things. Sometimes he builds small shelters and likes to imagine that they are for the pet lizard or dragon he wishes to have one day. But I know who really moves into the tiny houses. The gnomes, elves and other ethereal creatures who live in the area. They love him for it and have promised to look out for him. So Demos, if you happen to find small magical gifts as you go through your life, you know where they came from. And as for his wish to own a pet lizard or dragon, perhaps his nine-year-old sister Willa's magical talent can help. You see, Willa is a wonderful artist and she can bring her images to life, as in not only do they look real, but Willa can actually make her paintings leap off the page. She loves looking after other people's animals. So if she has, for example, looked after yours and you find, say, an extra chicken pecking around the coop that also happens to lay golden eggs, that was Willa's magical gift to you. If you want to be like Carrie, Demos and Willa and learn about your own magical properties, you can for as little as $4 a month. A big thank you to all the patrons who make this podcast possible. You are the golden hours of our late summer days. If financial support is not possible for you right now, no worries. You can write a review on Apple Podcast, which helps other story lovers discover the delight of traditional storytelling. We'd love to hear from you. The bottle was filled with a liquid. The poets amongst you might say it was the color of moonlight. More pragmatic people, however, would probably claim that it looked just like bubble liquid. Be that as it may, it seemed like the liquid was indeed intended to blow bubbles, as attached to the stopper of the bottle there was such a contraption. I couldn't wait to try, so I headed out and went down to the lake. It was another glorious summer's day, and I hadn't gotten far when I passed a young man patiently standing on the shore of the lake, holding on to a fishing pole. His eyes were out on the water, his lips closed, and yet I could hear his voice. Oh, I wish that I would catch a big one for once. Maybe today is the day. I smiled stopped a few steps beside him, pretended to be looking out into the water, and blew some bubbles in the direction of his fishing pole. The iridescent bubbles floated through the air, and then burst one by one. I waited, and then Wow, wow, wow! The young man exclaimed, the fishing line was strong taut, 
I smiled and walked on. Next, I passed an old woman, her back slightly bent as she looked down into the grass. I was about to ask her if she had lost something when I heard her voice. Oh, what would I give to find a four-leaf clover? Just once in my life I'd like to find one. I smiled, sat down on the nearest bench, blew some bubbles, and watched with delight as the face of the old woman lit up like the morning sun when at last her wish came true. That day, I heard more wishes than ever before in my life, wishes great and small, amusing and heart-wrenching, from chocolate ice cream to love unspoken. That night, I fell asleep with a warm glow in my heart, wondering what I would wish for if I knew it would come true. Hmm. What would you wish for if you were given the chance? Let me know, because I might still have some moonlight liquid left. The second teller for this episode is Milbury Birch. Milbury is a Grammy-nominated spoken word recording artist and known internationally for her storytelling. She strongly believes in the healing power of art, the gift of language, the grace of listening, the building of community, and the wisdom of women. She says that a woman's voice is a mighty voice, and I agree. Listen for yourself as Milbury tells A Blind Man Catches a Bird. This story comes from Zimbabwe. There was a young man who was renowned as a hunter. He married a young woman from another village and he went to live among her people and that's when he met his brother-in-law. A young man about his age, but this man was blind. Right away, the hunter and his brother-in-law began to talk, began to learn about one another and what each knew. The blind man was excited that he might be able to go into the forest with the hunter and hunt for the first time in his life. The hunter was flattered. He was glad to take his brother-in-law with him, and so they took two traps for birds, and they made their way into the forest. Now the hunter's senses were keen, but the blind man's senses were keener still. He heard things that the hunter did not even imagine. Listen, he said. There is a warthog leaving its nest, and the beast came out on the path and crossed them by. Do you hear that, said the blind man. A bird getting ready to take off, it's unfolding its wings, and a bird flew by them. The hunter was impressed. They walked for a long time till they came to a small clearing near a watering hole. This is where we will leave our traps, said the hunter. And he set one down, and he gave one to his blind brother-in-law. Now the hunter knew just how to cover the traps so that it would not be seen. The blind man attempted to cover his trap as well, but still it was quite visible. The hunter didn't think it mattered. And so they went out of the forest again. The next day they set out to revisit the traps. The blind man was so excited at the prospect of having caught something in the trap that he chattered the whole way till at last the hunter shushed him. You will scare away all of the animals. And they came almost upon that clearing when the blind man said, I hear it, I hear it. 
We have both caught something, and it was true. The hunter bent to his trap first. He opened it up, and he found a fine, fat, brown bird. Then he went over to the trap that his brother-in-law had set. When he opened that trap, he found inside of it a beautiful bird with feathers as though it had flown straight through the rainbow and caught all the colors. The hunter wanted the feathers of this bird for his new wife. But the blind man was married too, and his wife would want these feathers. And then he walked over to his brother-in-law. He said, look what you have caught. And he placed the brown bird in his brother-in-law's hands. And the man felt it all over and then placed it in the pouch that he wore at his side. The two of them began to walk back out of the forest, but the sun was hot and they sat beneath a shady tree. They talked about many things. And the hunter knew his brother-in-law to be a man wise beyond his years. So he said, can you tell me something I've always wanted to know? Can you tell me why it is that men fight with one another? His brother-in-law turned and looked as though his eyes were seeing straight into the hunter's soul. And his blind brother-in-law said, men fight because they do to one another what you did to me back there. And the hunter was ashamed. He did not know what to say. He did not know what to do. And then he simply opened the pouch and placed the many-colored bird in the hands of his brother-in-law. And his brother-in-law smiled. When he had placed the bird he had caught back into his pouch, he hung his head another moment, and then the young hunter looked again into the face of his brother-in-law and said, Can you tell me then how it is that once men have fought, they can come back together? And again, his brother-in-law looked at him as though he saw him and saw beyond him into his soul. And the blind man said, when men have fought and they wish to come back together, they do for one another what you have just done for me here. Thank you for listening to the Story Story Podcast. Show the love. Find Jamie Olivero on the internet and Milbury Birch at kindcrone.com. Tell them you heard them on the podcast and now want to hear them tell more stories. We are in strange times for performing artists, but art is needed now more than ever. So many storytellers are doing online events, so you, yes, you, can see and hear some of your favorite storytellers of the podcast tell stories from the comfort of your home. These may be different times, but the opportunities to connect with the magic of live storytelling are abundant. Go find your favorite tellers from the podcast and discover what they can bring to your home. You can connect with the podcast on Facebook or Instagram at Story Story Podcast. And there you can also see the fairy tale sponsor ads. You can find Rachel Ann at Rachel Ann Harding and me at IsabelHauser.com. While you are on our social media, let me know the favorite story you have heard or the favorite stories of your childhood. 
Who knows? Maybe you will hear them here soon. The inspiration for the true fairy tale was a story seed from Laura Packer. You can find her lovely story and writing prompts by looking her up on social media. The music is by Poddington Bear, and the fairy tale sponsor was an idea by yours truly because I just love swans and I think we should be more like them. This podcast is made possible by patrons like you. Consider becoming a patron, joining the mailing list to get the podcast goodies, or writing a review on Apple Podcasts, which helps other story lovers find and enjoy the show. You will hear more stories next week, but until then, live happily ever after. Mary Kate opened up the door, and there, on the doorstep, wrapped in his own blanket, was her baby. And to this day, Anansi spins webs so that he can catch the flea, the fly, and the moth that got away. If you go down to the lake on a clear day, when the water lies as calm as a sheet of glass, you can still see the rooftops of the castle glittering in the sunlight. And if you listen really closely, you can even hear the festive music from the royal court.